Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod with myself, Teddy Mellencamp. Well, and we have our C today, of course, Cynthia Bailey. Hi! Cynthia, I just gotta say, um... We hit number one again. That's awesome. Um, But I did also want to say that I've watched and your growth count on your Instagram is continuing to rise where I feel like mine is just staying stagnant. No, it's like that. It's like that. Once You know what? It's, It's tricky. It's so tricky. I promise you. Like, I thought I would never get to 4 million. I was like, okay, forget it. This is as high as I can go. <laughs> I've accepted it. And then like a miracle, I got on here and I really put it out there. I opened my mouth and actually asked people to follow me, which I usually don't do. <laughs> I felt pretty comfortable doing it on here. So, and it worked. And now it's, it's going, it's going. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the follow. Well, the interesting thing about doing this podcast, especially when we do it on Zoom, it makes you feel like you're just talking to a friend versus actually like like when we film in studio, I feel like it's more, okay, we're going to get in trouble for this or we're, <laughs> but when you're on Zoom, you're like, oh, I'm just in my house. It's fine. Yeah. It's not- in my kitchen here. So I can say whatever <laughs> I want. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I also hear that congratulations are in order. Yes. Yes. Today marks the fifth year of my peach Bellini. This is the baby can of it. And I'm already having some to celebrate. Five Me too. Cheers. I created the peach Bellini. And coming out soon is my second flavor, the berry mimosa, which I will be enjoying after the podcast. So 
it's going, you know, shout out to Seagram's Escapes for this amazing partnership. We are five years in. Let's lock down another five years, okay? Well, even more. We'll just keep going until we just can't go anymore. We'll just keep going until we can't drink anymore. Okay, please explain, because I do think that this is something that so many of us who have a platform yes. end up having these collaborations. Can you kind of explain a little bit how you got hooked up with Seagram's, Absolutely. what the relationship is? Because Absolutely. I think a lot of housewives get heat like what do you mean like right now jenna lyons on new york is getting a lot of heat because every gift that she gives mm -hmm. is a jenna lyons collaboration <laughs> and people are saying it's very self-serving and smart she's starting to use the platform early i wish i had been on top of it my first season like honestly so. so what you liked Seagram's, then you started experimenting, having a conversation with them. And then it just kind of grew from no, there. Not at all. What happened was Seagram's reached out to my agent. You know, I guess they found me on Instagram. I'm, you know, they were fans of the show or whatever. Uh, I assume they saw a cocktail in my hand. Most of my <laughs> <laughs> and figured it would be, a, you know, a pretty good fit since I usually I don't think I ever shot a scene without having a cocktail in my hand. So <laughs> they probably thought, you know what, it may be some 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 synergy here you know, for us. So anyway, they reached out and they basically said, hey, we would like to give Cynthia Bailey her own signature Seagram's Escapes cocktail. And I was like, uh, yeah, where do I sign up for that? So what the beauty of the whole situation um, is, Teddy, is that I took that situation. This could have easily been a one-off. Like, hey, you get a cocktail. And I could have just been like, yeah, just send me my check every week or whatever, every month or however it works. But Miss Bailey is no fool, honey. She no. took <laughs> I'm not a fool. So I took this opportunity and I really made it clear straight, um, you know, at the beginning that I really wanted it to be a real partnership. I wanted to be involved. I actually helped create the drink. I went to Chicago to the lab. They even gave me a little lab coat. And I was like, you know, make it sweeter, make it less sweeter, more carbonation, less carb, you know, like the whole thing. And then I went to the uh, plant, the Seagram's plant in Rochester. I think it's Rochester, um, New York. And I met all the workers and I saw how the product is put together and all that stuff. So. I've been super, super hands-on. So with that said, I turned one situation into a bigger situation. They eventually asked me to be the brand ambassador for the entire Seagram's Escapes line. And now this year, they're giving me, after five years, they're actually giving me a second flavor. So the takeaway here, ladies and gentlemen, is once you get one opportunity, it's always smart to just see if you can turn it into a bigger thing. Because this could have easily have been a one and done. And been like, all right, that was great for a year. We're on to the next thing. And no one would have even remembered it. And I think that's something important for all of us to remember is if you're authentic with, with what it is that you're sharing, whether you're on a show, whether you're a TikToker, whatever type of influence you are doing, if it's authentic to who you are and it's something that you believe in and it's something, it, it, I mean, whether you believe in it or you enjoy it or yes. whether if it's a lip gloss or a makeup line or Seagram's or whatever it is, if you actually drink it, if exactly. you believe in it, if you're hands on, then you have a bigger platform to promote it. But that doesn't take away that you're actually a part of it. And you said it right here. You said this is your five year anniversary, correct? Five anniversary. Yes. And I am big on, you know, for me, this partnership was great because I'm all about celebrating life and living my best life. And what better way to decompress and celebrate than a nice cocktail at the end of, you know, work or at, you know, when you're celebrating some big milestone or whatever in your life, 
you know, I'm all about living my life and and celebrating every day and living it to the fullest. So thank and you. And I, and I think that there's also something to be said with, yes, take opportunities if you actually like something, but yes. all of us have been given options to say, yes, do you want to do this? Would you want to work with this company? And then you try it. And then you're like, that's actually disgusting. And I have no interest in going down this road, nor telling people that I enjoy it. So I do think that it's not explained really enough for people at home watching when they see these partnerships. Like when we saw the Jenna Lyons stuff with New York, when we see you with Seagram's, when we see so many different housewives have different collaborations, you can feel when it's authentic, when it's organic, when it's real, and when it's also a one-off. Right. Because then you never hear about it again. Yeah, that's true. That That's very true. Uh, it definitely needs to be authentic because, you know, the people that buy it, the people, you know, that follow me have to believe, hey, you know, well, she really likes this drink, so I'm going to buy it. Not, you know, as opposed to me just saying, hey, this is good. And then they try it and it doesn't taste good. I mean, the peach bellini is actually one of their top sellers. So it's gone to like, you know, it's like, like top three, if not even top two at this point. Um, and then I have a question for you in regard. Did you watch any of the Atlanta clips? I did not. Oh, I did. I watched the reunion. Yes. You watched the reunion. I did. I watched it with Noel last night. Yes. Okay. So now I have some questions for you. Okay. One, what is your thought process on an, an OG or uh, rumored the highest paid housewife in history being on third seat? Do you think there's really merit to that like do you think there's a real reason for it or just because she wasn't as engaged during the season but now um, she's activated what's your thought well first of all I think Candy was very engaged this season for sure that's number one but number two I think I don't think Candy really cares where she sits as long as she's the highest paid <laughs> really matters <laughs> I mean I wouldn't give a damn if I was the highest paid on the show <laughs> They literally set me on my own little cat chair beside the couch for all like. <laughs> You're like, I would, I would pop a squat on the floor. <laughs> I don't have to come. I can zoom in. Just zoom my ass in. You know what I'm saying? If I'm high paid. <laughs> Do you think that she has, so you don't think she has any sort of ego about it? Like there are some that like will not sit down if they're not. Oh, in absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was like one of the housewives. Like I didn't really care where I said. I was never in the middle. I was never beside Andy. And it was honestly like a blessing in a lot of ways, because I never wanted to be in hot seat number one. And that's where you get to sit when you're, you know, sit seated beside Andy. But as far as like placement of where we are, after being on the show for 11 consistent years, I just was happy to, you know, to have my job every year. I really didn't care. And it's like, please don't focus on me that much. Let me just be a part of the team. <laughs> I knew I wasn't Kobe. So I didn't have to, <laughs> as long as I'm sitting on the bench with the rest of the starters, okay? <laughs> You're like, that's all I really need. Well, that that kind of leads me to the next question that Tamara and I spoke about when we were recapping um, Atlanta in our last or two episodes ago. Did you think that Candy went a little far when she said that Drew was gaslighting Ralph? Or do you do you feel for Ralph in this situation? I just think the word gaslighting is so provoking. <laughs> like it just automatically just makes you feel some kind of way. You know what I mean? And it just sets you off. So I think in her frustration, she said that, I don't know how she really feels, but 
I understand from her side why she said it with everything, how everything rolled out on the show. And then on Drew's side, I understand why she was, you know, upset about it. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us, they burned us, and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And now our final Atlanta question, because I just, this is really getting, it, it's getting to me. Okay. So part of why I love podcasting with you is because you're naturally just funny. You 
won't even think about it. You'll just say something like, I remember we were doing OC, which Ryan had the same jacket on tonight when meeting Jen's mom, where you said, same jacket, where you said the the jacket had the nerve to have its the collar popped, collar popped. <laughs> like just little things like that so marlo is really funny in her confessionals and then this episode andy essentially asked her to redo the the talks of everybody's looks yes 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 and she wasn't able to do it like it was just because she just kind of complimented nicely around. Yeah, that was her moment to throw like some serious funny shade because I mean, she's been wearing everybody else <laughs> except her, you know, her friends. So that would have been like, hey, you have an excuse and you have a moment here to really have fun with this. And I expected her to just really like, you know, kind of lay everybody out a little bit, just have a little fun with it. Because it was like, you know, they look all look great, but you know, there was something that could have been said about everybody's stuff, you know? So now my question goes, do you think that she has someone that hypes her up with her jokes and her confessionals? Or do you think she just was not in the mindset to do it at that point in time? Well, I know Marlo really well. And after working with her, I know her on and off the show. And after working with her, she's just not quick like that with like comebacks. Like it, it's like a skill and an art. Like some people- The shade. <laughs> oh, it's true. She will tell you this. Marlo knows she's like, she can be like, I don't know how to read. You know, she's like not that great at the wood shade. Like she's just not super quick with like comebacks like that. And we laugh about it all the time because I would literally be like, Marlo, are you ready for the reunion? Get it together. <laughs> you need to land those points, girl. Land those points and just, you know, be sharp. And I mean, I have to say even my own self, like I can be, I, I've gotten quicker. I've gotten better, but I've had a lot more practice, I think. But, you know, at the end of the day, some people just can fire right off. But I do think, after watching the reunion and the reunions past, so uh oh, I'm sorry, some uh, a gnat was trying to come for me. So <laughs> anyway. on, are you shading? Are you reading me? You realize people call me a gnat. <laughs> a gnat. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Why did I think when I said that I was like, okay, please don't let this go. <laughs> Now we're now I'm coming in hot, rolling up my sleeves. No, no, but wait a minute, back to the reunion, really quick. So, um, I will say that I've heard, and I do believe that some of the ladies definitely get help with their reads. Like they actually have little sessions so they can come on <laughs> and be ready. I never did that because I don't know. I just well, I that's why you were fired. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Uh, I was Sorry, not, you were not I, fired. You were demoted. I, and I you was demoted. I could have had the, I could have, I was welcome to come back as a friend. Okay. And I gracefully declined. I just felt like, hey, if you're going to break up with me, you don't get to still have sex with me. <laughs> break up. Okay. Just let me go. <laughs> you don't get to just put the tip in. <laughs> I want a clean break, a clean breakup. Just be done with me. Just be done with me. So um, I do feel like some of the ladies do have help with their reads because they're so good. I mean, who sits and thinks that quick and just lay somebody out like that? So well, like there are some housewives that you watch in a confessional, like, for example, for me, one that is just so quick is um, from Potomac. Now, of course, I am so slow. I can't even remember her name. <laughs> Candace. Candace, Candace from oh. Potomac. Like, good. 
She, is, but I feel like it's from like growing up in pageants and just having to be an asshole at a moment's notice. Like she can lay somebody out within seconds. I don't think anyone's helping her along the way, but there are some where you're like, I think she has the gift. I think Candace has the shade read gift for sure. Because not only is her reads really shady, they're actually really funny. And to me, the best reads are not mean. They're actually funny and just, yeah. you know, with a splash of meanness. With a splash of truth and a splash of meanness, but not full truth. It has to be a right, the right amount, the right percentages of realness. Little, little, little mean girl, little Regina George, just a little splash of Regina George, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But for the most part, if, if it makes me laugh, I'm sorry, you got me. Sorry, sorry I laughed, but it was funny. Uh, well, I'm ashamed of myself because already I have to recall something I've already said on this podcast, which is, I don't know if I'm more ashamed for me or more ashamed for Ryan. The coat in which I was just speaking of where I said that he rewore mm-hmm. the jacket it's actually a different jacket. <laughs> but maybe it was like from the same designer because it, but it, yeah. so you got to take it back. Cause I thought it looked like kind of, he obviously has a style, you know what I mean? He has like, you know, he's kind of centric a little, but he likes like a lot going on with his clothes. So he likes a peacock. <laughs> exactly. 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 So, um, okay. So we start off the episode, um, but before we even start, I, I want to put out a question to everybody, including Cynthia. Who is the target audience for an at-home colonic? Oh, me for sure. <laughs> oh, me for sure. You feel comfortable sticking a, a own thing in your butt, like a little tiny thing as you sit on the toilet? I don't know that I do. I'm 100. I've never done it. And I was excited to see that that she was coming up with this whole thing. Cause I think it's a great concept because I actually, you know, have to go somewhere. I have to go to the colonic place. <laughs> if I can figure out how to do it from home. Oh baby, listen, I would be doing one like once a week, if not twice, like seriously, like I love a good colonic. I think this is a great, great business idea for sure. I just feel like then they did the flashback of David Bador saying that some was caught on his fingernail. That was gross. <laughs> it happens. That's the thing about those colonics. You know, it can get kind of, it can get a little messy. Okay, it can get a little freaking messy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that that's really where I wanted to start. But, but wait a minute, didn't she say? But didn't didn't Shannon say something about the tip getting broke off in her butt, and somebody had to <laughs> go in and try to find the tip? Now that scared me. I thought, like, well, first of all, if that happened who like i'm single who is going to go if you went to your daughter and said can you do me a favor can you go find the tip of my colonic no no one is the biggest germaphobe she wouldn't even she didn't want to be in the house if i do number two (laughs) let alone go in my butt and pull the broken piece of colonic uh stick out like it's it's no that's it's gonna be i can barely hold myself accountable to proper tampon changes <laughs> let alone adding another hole into the mix like i another need a professional <laughs> too, too many listen i i hear you i think that um you know i would read those instructions very carefully and be very mindful throughout that process <laughs> but i'm here for it <laughs> oh my gosh okay so now that we got through that we 
we start to see a little bit more of Jen and her backstory, which then I started digging because I realized I don't know much of the backstory. So Mm -hmm. because we're just kind of getting the way that and tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm missing something here. But I always thought like her husband, her ex-husband or her current husband that she's not divorced from. I thought he still lived in Oklahoma. Like I knew they moved there together for him to help the family business. I thought he was still there working with the family business and then they separated that way. Okay. Is that not where he is? Is he, where does he live? Well, the streets are talking. (laughs) And what are the streets saying? (laughs) The streets are saying that this was the second time that Jen stepped out on her marriage and that he caught her in a car with Ryan. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. And so, so the other time was with someone different or both times were with Ryan? With somebody different. So the first time they supposedly worked through it and the second time allegedly this is what happened. Okay. Here's the thing. Regardless of how this all went down, what I want from my housewife is transparency. Mm-hmm. Break it down for us so we can be clear. <laughs> because in my mind, <laughs> you lived in o- Oklahoma. You didn't want to be in Oklahoma. You came home. That's why all of his stuff is still in your house. Mm-hmm. Not that at any point in time you were moved out because you stepped out. Like now I'm lost and now I'm left to Reddit in the world wide web and everything but HD television to learn mm-hmm. about the backstory. So Jen, you don't want us to dig, give it to us firsthand. Cause now I'm lost, but we are in the scene with Jen and her mom, Kristen, they're making cookies together. Jen says that her mom is her best friend, but when her marriage got rocky, she stopped visiting. Mm-hmm. Do you, agree- do you think that would have happened with your mom um yes if my mom um was having an issue with my marriage or had strong opinions about it she would probably stay away and probably not be invited over as much because you know it's a fine line when you're dealing with stuff in your marriage and then you're you know your your parents usually have your best interests so they usually have a lot to say so it can get a little tricky. So I think it was smart for her to kind of like, you know, just give Jen some space to kind of like figure it out as opposed yeah. to being all on top of them for sure. 100%. Um, but my question is, do you think that it is because she was upset with Jen or she didn't want to get involved in the combination of the two or she doesn't trust Ryan or like, what does your mindset Im- like immediately take you to? I, I think watching the episode, Teddy, I think it was a little bit of all of that. I think her mom was feeling a combination of all of those things, to be yeah. honest. Um, when was the last time you baked homemade chocolate chip cookies? Okay, first of all, the last thing I need <laughs> is a chocolate chip cookie, okay? I finally am at a weight that I like right now. <laughs> finally kicked my, my pandemic weight, and um, I don't need a cookie. Homemade or store-bought <laughs> otherwise, all right? And when do I have time? Who has time? I wish I had time to actually sit and bake some cookies. 
I'm like busy hustling and looking for my next job. So no, I'm not baking cookies this week. But I, I, I just go to Postmates. Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, I just go to Postmates and I'm like, okay, crumble cookies. Here we go. These are the flavors <laughs> of the day. Um, but as they continue talking, Kristen says that Will married Jen because of her and she was like a mom to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd feel about somebody telling me they married me because I am <laughs> because of my mother. <laughs> I mean, it's sweet. Like I, I, it's sweet. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you the person has to be with you, <laughs> not, not not mama. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Jen tells her mom that she really wants her to meet Ryan so yeah. she could give her honest opinion of him, and Kristen says it'll be weird and different. I'm actually shocked it has been this long and she hasn't met Ryan. That's a long time. So am I. Yeah, so am I. I was like, okay. But Jen is pretty good at picking out coffee mugs. Sorry. Jen is pretty good actually at picking up coffee mugs from Home Goods because today's coffee mug said namaste. Namaste. I'm paying more attention to these. I'm I'm paying more attention to these coffee mugs now. Now that, that they kind of like have hidden meanings sometimes, so, secret meanings. So I'm like, what does that coffee mug say? And I was like, like, Namaste. <laughs> that yeah. tracks with the current combo. Um, then we get into Heather throwing a party for the launch of Fireside, and the party is themed Heather Jabro lifestyle. Yes. Living okay. your life in high definition. Okay. Yeah. Heather told Emily that Shannon was talking shit about her at BravoCon, and Emily is so irritated and does not know where their friendship stands. Listen, before even hearing anything about BravoCon, Emily, I can tell you your friendship is not in a good place with <laughs> Shannon. And I can confirm that. <laughs> From what I've seen on this TV show, I would 100% confirm that it's not in a good place either. Not in a good place. Not shocked that you get a bunch of drunk housewives at BravoCon and people are going to talk shit. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, what, do we know what was said? Like, what kind of shit was she talking? Was it like a, a lot of shit or just a little bit of shit? Like, what? To like, be honest, I, it was... It was as good as shit as Marlo said at the reunion about the girls' reunion dresses. It was medium shit. It wasn't even a full Shannon. Little bit of shit. Yeah, it was just a little bit of shit. Like, it wasn't like attacking her character, her as a human being, her children. She didn't say anything about CPS, to my knowledge. Like, there really was just casual shit talking. Yeah. Is it anything to be that upset about? Probably not. That being said, Heather, I think, is quite sensitive to shit talking mm. in yeah. any capacity. Also, what time of day was this Heather Dubrow event, in your opinion? Because how did Emily get so drunk? <laughs> to me, I thought it was like 11 a.m. It was definitely a day event. I can confirm that for sure. And it felt like it could be on the early side. I want to say, if I could guess, like it was before four o'clock for sure. It seemed like it kind of started on the early side. But Emily did say that she hadn't eaten anything, which, you know, champagne is very tricky without food, for sure. 
True. Well, I mean, all alcohol is pretty tricky without food <laughs> and any, any emotions when they're coming in hot. Um, but Emily can't help herself. She's like, Heather, you should put your initials on more things. And <laughs> then Heather pretty much is like, Emily's being an ass. Mm-hmm. I, spit up my water when I saw Emily just holding the cucumber out of her mouth and then pan to Tamara's confessional with a green piece of tape hanging out. <laughs> of- this is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, so 
You know, Emily is my girl. She's your girl. And I always try to defend Emily, but I will say, okay, I laugh. I couldn't help it a few times when she said like it, you know, she was talking about the stuff. She's like, it's, it has sand in it. Like, like here's the thing when you eat and, and Emily's in defense and this is the only way I can defend her in this scene. Rich, fancy food is not always the most delicious food. And I have found <laughs> no. it's usually it has no seasoning and in some cases, no dressing for the salad. I don't know who thought it was a good idea not to have dressing with the salad, but whatever. <laughs> I want to see the salad dressing boat on the table. I don't want it sprinkled on my plate. I want to like, I'm like I don't want to have to dig around and try to find one little moat on the side. Because <laughs> you know, it's like salad dressing drops. It's not even like a proper dollar. Okay. So anyway, you just know it wasn't enough damn salad dressing on that salad for sure. But I will say that, oh, Emily, <laughs> I felt like, you know, she was definitely being inappropriate. And at first I was like, okay, she's been drinking. The drinks have definitely kicked in. So I was trying to blame it on alcohol, but then it just got to the point where she wouldn't let it go. Like she just acted out from the moment she got here to the moment her ass left, okay? <laughs> she did not cut Heather any slack. And I felt really bad because first of all, let me just say Heather looked beautiful, by the way. She did. Time. And the event was beautiful. Oh, it was stunning. It was so stunning. And... um. You know, I know how it feels to throw an event. Like, I don't even throw events like that on that level. So anything that I do, like, I'm proud of it. I'm excited. I have the girls there. Like, come on now. Just just give me my respect. Like, you can come for me toward the end of the event. But just don't wear me out the entire time. And I felt like Emily just wouldn't be quiet. She just said, they were coming and coming again. like even when she wasn't even trying to be funny they just she was like on her on the road <laughs> she was in her own world she was not on a television show she thought she was like back in like college like drunk at a fraternity party where nobody was gonna see this or hear her like it even, wasn't air like she was in her own zone she even was, gina goes okay stop it you're being a dick <laughs> Oh, I love Gina in this episode, by the way, too. I thought she was really funny and had some great points and just was like, she looked great in her confessionals, too. Like, I'm becoming a big old Gina fan over here. I, I am, too. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about interactive content because I am happy to be in any interactive content with Heather Dubrow if it's going to get me $55 million <laughs> of stacks of cash. Like, I'll interact with you. <laughs> What yeah. do you need from me? Absolutely. And I will. I'm yes. But also, what do you think about not telling your friends about selling a house? I don't know that I would care. I don't actually think I would care if somebody told me they were selling their house or not. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I understand why she didn't tell everyone. <laughs> why? I you don't think this is a trustworthy <laughs> group of women? No. I mean, <laughs> they have been on Heather's ass this whole season. Okay. <laughs> and literally everything she does you know, to Heather's point, you know, comes off like she's bragging, but the woman is just rich and just has a lot of great stuff going on. So it's not bragging, it's just facts. If you just sold your house for 55 million, that's not a brag. That's actually just amazing, actually. Yeah. You know what I'm just saying? jealous. <laughs> yeah, you can be jealous, but you have to let, I mean, I mean, wouldn't we all love to sell our house? For if she, because if she actually did tell them at that dinner, guys, thank you so much for joining me for this HD event with my initials everywhere. But I also want to let you know of other exciting news. Exactly. I just sold my house for 55 million. They would have been like, fuck. 
Well, I don't know if Emily would have received it because she was not receiving anything from Heather at that time. But what was I going to say? Um, but here's the thing. I think whether she told the ladies before the event, after the event, I think she would have been met with some of the same kind of like shade. I think it wouldn't have mattered. I think they, you know, feel like, you know, Heather's like heathering, you know, things yeah. are happening and, you know, like the, I, I think I finally understand the fireside thing. Like, I, I think I finally get that. And it's something that I definitely, I'm, I'll be keeping up with that because I think I need to be a part of that so I can make some money as well. So, <laughs> I'm like, where, when is the app ready? Can we download it today? Like what's uh -huh. happening with that? But I think she's onto something with that. But I don't know. I just thought the ladies were just kind of like, I don't want to say hating on her a little bit, but they're definitely like, I mean, what, what is she supposed to act like? She has a fabulous life. I, so I know. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think I know that we need her. Like, I enjoy watching her. I enjoy some of it. But then there are moments where I cringe a little bit. Like, what, after the fireside event, when they went back to Heather's ha the house to see it again, even though they'd already moved out, and they took their shoes off and were dancing around in front of production. Like, I was like, you know what I do that? Teddy, I think they're too rich for Orange County. I think they should think about Beverly Hills because it's all Maybe they need to go to Dubai. Like they're that kind of rich. Yeah, they need to be around <laughs> other people as rich as they are or richer because it just feels it just feels like everyone else in Orange County is poor compared to her. Meanwhile, they're richer than us, but we're like, yeah, feel bad for them. Help me, I'm poor again. <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> like I honestly, every time I look at a Heather DeBro scene, I realize more and more that I am nowhere near where I want to be financially like <laughs> my house is a piece of crap like I am not killing it the way I thought I was killing it I got a lot of work to do and I got I have very far to go like that's and you're neither of us are bringing food and bird cages as Emily said but at, <laughs> but at this point like when you know somebody's just on your ass I wonder why Heather doesn't just kind of laugh at it it's not like there was a bunch of like from from my guess, by looking around, it looked just like a bunch of pretty rich women yeah. from Orange County. I don't think there was like a bunch of business investors at this event or anybody that could jeopardize her career or anything of that token. I think it was just her pretty friends that want to be on next season. So what's she so like, give it back to her, give it back to her a little. She could have done that, but I think that she tried to ignore it a little bit in the beginning, but Emily was not letting up anytime soon so I, fe I felt like Heather just you know for me it's like okay all right I get it you've like said a couple of things but I just don't like when it becomes like a little disrespectful like it was her event it was her moment and I think you know when you come to someone's event especially for for their big moment you have one job act right just act right you can wear me out in the next <laughs> you can yeah. put some light shade but do not damn near drag the event you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure from looking at Emily eat that food that it was not that tasty. Okay. But I'm also sure from throwing many housewives events, not one of them was, was I respected or people complimentary <laughs> or take it never once. Like I know women from Beverly Hills showed up to like the yoga portion of my event. Did I cry about it? No. Was I thankful okay. not to be involved in the fight that they had right. during it? Yes. Like there's right. only so much you can expect. All right. That's true. That's true. I, I'm coming from, 
you know, for me, I've actually had very successful events where people actually come and act right. Or if they do cause drama, it has nothing to do with me or my <laughs> They just cause drama with each other. So I've been very lucky in that way. So um, that's where, that's why I kind of felt bad for Heather because I was like, oh God, like she just like, well, did I think Emily took it too far? Yes. A hundred percent. That was at one point I was like, land the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Shade plane. Okay. This is like the, this is where if Shane was there, he would have taken her out. He would have been like, we're going home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love you, Emily. But you definitely uh, showed out and acted out. And The good news about Emily acting out was it means that they actually showed the event. Like, that's true. Because. <laughs> that's true. That's true. In a small way, Heather should actually thank Emily because. About two minutes into that scene, I knew damn well that scene was not going to end up on the editing room floor because I was like cackling at her just being so funny and silly. But also, Shannon, at now that we're now that you've said Shannon's name, I'm on to Shannon. Okay. You don't have a leg to stand on here, Shannon. <laughs> like you could maybe hold up your little colonic <laughs> stick as a cane to help you up, but we cannot. You cannot be bitching about Heather. She can't be bitching about you. You two are a disaster zone at the moment with each other. Like, yeah. it, no, it's Shannon. True. It's true. It's true. I know when Shannon chimed in, I was like, nah, I think you might want to sit this one out. But <laughs> I do feel like, and this is me, Ms. Bailey, being like, you know, just being an empath, if you will. Um, I felt like Shannon should have came to the event. Because I feel like what happens on these shows, you know, whether you have relationships on and off the show, you know, it's hard to like, like miss those big moments with your, your, your TV friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what happens is usually like in real life, okay, you just get to not come and nobody gives a shit. And then, you know, you don't actually have to make up with them or try to come to some kind of peaceful resolution with them at some point. But if you're actually working on a show with them you know, it's going to come back to bite your ass. And at the end of the day, you guys are going to make up or at least get into a good place with each other. And you missed her like big um, HD. Um, yeah, you, you, she could, what I don't like is that she made it seem like she was going out of town, but then it was really that she didn't feel good or whatever it may be, but didn't know, like you, yes, things always come up and you have to cancel, but I don't know. I would love for her to have said right into the camera, I don't want to go to this shit. Okay. I, I don't like her. And it's woman right now. I don't like her right now. But you know what? She's, this is something that's important to her. She has talked about this event. If, if for no other reason to go, I need to go so I can understand what it is a little bit more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I need to make that money too. Being a bigger person. So you, I'm going to go. I still ain't really checking for their heart. We still need to have a conversation at some point because we're not where we need to be but i'm going to go support her event yeah and that's it well then jen then we cut to jen takes her mom to meet ryan ryan brings up that he was not faithful and he wishes he could undo it another bit of information i could have used was that ryan met his ex-wife when he was 13 years old cheated on our on our spouses if we met them at 13. I don't know. That was so young, especially for a guy. I I thought that was very pertinent information to have had, you know, as we like slay him on the regular. You know what I'm saying? If you could have known who I would have picked at 13 for the rest of my life, 
I can't. His name was Jamie. Sorry to throw you out, but I, I, <laughs> he was four years older. My parents got mad because he was trying to grow weed outside of my bed, so my bedroom patio. And they were like, you can't date this boy. We're not interested. We found him growing some kind of pot leaf outside. Like, I don't know where you are, Jamie, but you're not who what I, I would have picked at my current age. Listen, 13 is young. I think both people, both parties would have cheated on each other several times <laughs> if they met and married. And like they've had, but they've had they been together that long. That's, that's kind of crazy. So for me, what I do like, I love that Ryan just jumped in and just told Jan's mom out the gate, hey, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. I cheated. I cheated. Yeah. You know, I feel bad about it. I got married super young. I appreciated that. And I actually thought Ryan was being very authentic in the scene, personally. I did. I, I do too. I wish that he kind of met the other women with the same tone. tone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he kind of made too many jokes about it with them. And granted, the jokes are you get out of feeling uncomfortable two ways. You're either authentic, you lie, or three ways. You're authentic, you lie, or you make a joke to make it lighter. But I do think had he given more information, it would have been easier for me to understand. But then Kristen says she's worried about Ryan taking on Jen's five kids. She says that Will was a great husband, and Jen says that he's a great dad and wants her to stop bringing up Will. Yeah. Are we ever going to see Will, you think? <laughs> It'd be nice to talk about him enough. It'd I mean, nice. <laughs> he lives in Ladera Ranch, allegedly. So I he's being talked about a lot. Like, what is the actual rules? Like, how many times can you mention somebody's name without them being seen? <laughs> and you know what? Just if for no other reason, Teddy, to see the family dynamic or how they are parenting their kids still throughout all of this. Like, I, I'd love to see, like, you know, I would love to see him come and pick up the kids and take them. You know, they love, they always go on a boat ride in Orange County. Take them on a boat ride or whatever. Yeah, but. take them on a boat ride to Nobu. <laughs> Just don't throw napkins at each other's faces. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think, I think it would kind of round things out a little bit for us and help us understand, you know, a little bit more what's, what's happening. Because then maybe we could see that Jen and, you know, we'll just don't have that kind of chemistry that she has with Brian. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I need to see a little bit. And clearly, if you're letting if this was a home that you guys once shared and you still have your stuff there, then he's obviously Is fine. With her filming. Is this stuff still currently there? You think at this current moment? No, <laughs> okay. but during filming, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. But she doesn't, I, I don't believe that she lives in that home any longer. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, new beginnings. New beginnings. Um, and now that, I love that I'm really focused on this pod today, but I started Googling Ryan's jackets while we, we've been talking. And at this point, I've decided Ryan's just trolling us with these jackets because <laughs> does he make them himself? Does he do his own patchwork? Like he's he does he run an Etsy shop? Out. He's gonna have the last laugh and come out with a jacket line. Watch and see. You heard it here first. He and for men and women, so you can make sure we can buy one because we've talked so much shit about his clothes. Ryan, send one to us. We promise you we will wear it on the pod. Hell, we'll wear it to BravoCon. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. We I'm like a, I'm like in jackets. If it's a men's jacket, I'll take a medium. If it's a women's jacket, I'll take a large. But 
in any case, I would love one of his jackets. I would love that. I'd love, I'd be fine with a pair of fake Gucci slides. <laughs> Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> they were not fake teddy stop now you're just making it worse those gucci slides were real they had to be like you cannot pull off a jacket like that with fake gucci slides like everything else has to be everything has to be real even if it's not the <laughs> no, most it's but not. let it be real it's not oh no <laughs> tears um that was i mean here's saying i have a husband who went and bought one of those ridiculous Cartier rings that's actually like the lion with the mouth open. Like, remember oh, the one? Yes. And he spent a shit ton of fucking money on it. It was a real one. And honestly, I, I still, whenever I see that box, I have a little <laughs> bit of hate. And I'm like, what made you think this was a necessary purchase? One. And two, you don't fucking wear it. Yeah. So in that instance, I wish I would have bought him a fake one so he would at least gotten his rocks <laughs> off with this ridiculous ring that he's never worn. Freaking diamond eyes lion. Like, <laughs> but no, he should probably just sell it if he's not going to wear it. Because if I made that purchase, I would, you would be so sick of me wearing that ring. <laughs> be like, here it comes. You, you would attach it to your sunglasses yeah, right now just to show me you still own it. <laughs> oh, I would be like coming in leading with the ring first. It'd be like, uh, here comes Cynthia in a damn party ring again. Like you'd be like, they would be trolling me on social social media. Take it off. Like, like take it off. Um, Then we, of course, we get to where the planned trip is to Mexico. They always go to Mexico. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're okay. They were at a ranch, but I feel like, why do I feel like they go to Mexico a lot? And I know because I every year that's where their cast trip is. I'm like, what is it that I mean? It's the same production company as Beverly Hills, and we went on different trips every single time. <laughs> so I'm wondering what OC did to piss them off that they get one. But as a non-cast member of OC, I, I vote to take Mexico off the, off the trip list. For, it for doesn't go trip. well for them. No, and they have tequila everywhere. Like they, they're always excited about tequila, but they actually drink quite a bit in Orange County as well. So. They don't need to go to Mexico to drink tequila. They're always drinking it. And, and truthfully, always. Shannon didn't seem ill anymore when she started pounding that tequila. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's not ill. Um, but either way, <laughs> then this is where Heather says Emily has been unkind to her for weeks. Emily says that Heather told her to shut the fuck up and eat her food. I don't know that Heather necessarily said it like that. No, this is what she said. She said, why don't she just eat her food and shut up? She didn't say the fuck part. But well, I think she said, why the fuck doesn't she just eat her food and shut up? I don't think it was shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up makes it worse. I have to, I have to roll back the tape because I don't think fuck was in it at all. I think she said. She might be too classy to say fuck. Yeah. She did say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she did say fuck. Our producers are like, she did say fuck. Never mind. Ding, ding, ding. I hate being right, Cynthia, but I was right. Heather. Okay. So she didn't say fuck. All right. Well, fuck it. She said it. All right. Fuck it. Now this podcast is marked with asterisks and it's explicit. So fuck y'all. Okay. Um, the fuck she said it. Okay. Anyway. Um. All right. So yeah. So but, but, but now Emily was acting out the entire time. So at this point, if Heather did say just eat, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not even mad at her. Like, or just how yeah. about since the food wasn't that great, according to Emily? Don't eat the food. Just <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> how about just shut, shut the fuck up? up. 
Um, but then Heather says Emily is a shitty friend and Emily says Heather gets to be pretentious and self-centered and everyone just has to accept it. Um, do you think Emily or Heather both have points here? Who do you side with? I mean, if I was going to hang out with one person, it definitely would be Emily, but in the same token, as you said earlier, Heather doesn't mean to be pretentious. She's just richer than everybody else. And everybody else. It's just rich people stuff. Like rich people just say stuff because they, they're just rich and they don't know that they're like insensitive. I don't think Heather's intentionally like trying to play up her richness. I just think she's rich and she's really good at being rich. <laughs> she's really good at pissing people off and being rich. But I am curious to see where this season will go from here because I do think we are starting to see a turn where none of the women are really aligning with Heather. Mm, I am noticing that. Yes. I mean, the fact that even people are agreeing with Shannon over Heather at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Tamla, jump ship. (laughs) You're in a bad place. (laughs) I know it's interesting. Uh, It does feel like Heather's starting to be, as we say, on an island a little bit. Um, a rich island. I don't want to be on the island. You're on the rich island, but you don't ever want to be on an island. uh, Richard Branson's island. (laughs) It's probably Richard Branson's island, but it's an island all the same. Okay. It feels, it's starting to feel like Fire Island or. (laughs) Oh, hell. I I hate that for Heather because, Teddy, you know, there's nothing worse than being on an island by yourself. And you know, like people are just like, I mean, even the fact that when they talked about the Mexico trip, like, oh, I think this next episode, I think i watched the preview and like, she was the last one to get picked for a room. Like, I know it sucks. My childhood. It's like that time when I was on Celebrity Big Brother and Cynthia had already picked a roommate before I got there. I I fucking hated it. I can't. My one goal was to not make any decisions like early on in the Big Brother house. And literally I walked through the door and Carson was like, do you want to be in an alliance? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, shit. It's I fine. Already- it's fine. I, I, it's fine. Lamar was a great hallmate. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. But like going back to that moment, like you were getting ready to talk about, like for me, I sucked at everything in high school like in middle school, preschool, kindergarten, probably too. Like I was never picked first for anything. So, you know, you do have that moment where you're deciding about rooms and it feels nice for, you know, for your name to come up like a little quicker than like, oh, well, okay, well, we want everyone except Cynthia in the room. So I guess, Cynthia, you can just go. <laughs> but that, but the point is, Cynthia, at some point you have to make an effort off camera. Sure. If you're only showing up on camera to, to show your products, to show your lifestyle, to show what you want people to see. But off camera, you're not there and you're not the friend. You're not going to get picked for a room. That's true. And unfortunately, it does suck. I mean, I unfortunately would get picked for rooms, but also people wouldn't want to watch me on the show sometimes. (laughs) So you don't get to win them all. But I do think that like people are seeing a side of her where they're like, we need you to open up and give more. If you're not willing to open up and give more, that being said, I could say the same for Shannon. Um, I I agree. I agree. I think right now they're neck and neck, except at this point, Heather isn't lying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but you guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of two T's and a pod and a C. Uh, Cynthia, I'm so grateful for you. Um, have fun at fashion week. Thank you. I leave um, so I'll, you know, get to, uh, who are you going with? Let me go. Uh, I'm eating Sutton there. For the love. <laughs> Uh, why don't why don't you tell your girl Sutton to come on the pod? I will. You know what? I have a whole week to work her. So now that I have been, you know, on the pod a little bit, you know, kind of regular, I, I think I might be able to get her over could here. You, could you maybe you explain to her my type of? I think she just she just thinks I'm an asshole, but really, I'm like, no, I'm an asshole with like a little touch of shade to it. I just to know it all. I don't really even know how we would describe me, but I don't think you're an asshole. I don't, I don't think you are an asshole. I think that people either like you or they don't like you. You know what I mean? It's like, one of those- oh, I don't know. <laughs> now you hurt my feelings. That was so amazing. Okay. All right. This is not, I'm okay. just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm like, why don't, like, what did you, like, when I think about it, it's like, okay, you're just either a cup of tea or you're just not. Because- I think I'm abrasive. Um, but I didn't like that about you. Like, you're just like direct and funny to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just you. Ugh, like, well, now I just need you as my hype girl. And to be anything else. Like, you're you. And that's why you're you. And I love it. So. Well, I love you. And I appreciate you so much. Um, You make these episodes really fun. And <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about Fashion Week. And yeah. uh, I have a feeling Mexico's going to get wild in the EOC. So. Why don't we recap that next week? And also, why don't you bring Sutton on? So, because uh, right now she's available to pod because she's yeah. in between. Yes, she is available. And we're working on a business venture together that we're launching in New York. Well, so- why wouldn't we want to promote that on Two T's and a Pod, the most listened to Bravo podcast? Mm-hmm. I, I think I will be able to convince Sutton to come over and, I- and, and you know. All right. All right. Talk to you then. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.